We've got Dr. Mac back on again. Professor Chris McClellan is one of my favorite humans in the sports science space, and he's here for a big topic. What should you really be looking for when you're looking for a thermogenic? So he's going to break down the research. He's going to talk about pre-workouts, thermogenics, what they do, he's going to talk on ingredients. It's, uh, it's a really interesting person to talk about a really big topic. Let's rip in. Welcome to the Body Science Podcast. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. Welcome to Body Science HQ. We've got the big dog of sports science in Australia in the house, Professor Chris McCollum. Thanks, you, Gregory. Mate? It's always a pleasure to be here. Hey, it's good to have you, you back in back in the house. Mate, we're not going to muck around today. I want to go on about the science of Shred Ultra. I want to talk about the theories behind it. Yep. And, you know, I'm looking for your opinion on yes and no's because obviously sure. we're not a pharma company that makes a single ingredient and researches it for years and gets 25-year IP protection. Okay. Which is how a drug company works. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, we, and second part is dig deep on a few of the ingredients just to tell the people the science behind them. Sounds good. And I'll throw out my disclaimer. I'm not a dietitian. I have a working knowledge of nutrition and ingredients, and so we'll have a red hot crack at it. Okay, so we won't give any diet advice today. We'll just talk about we'll just the product. Talk How's that? Yeah, yeah, let's I'm talk sups. Yeah, let's talk sups. Awesome. Beautiful. So where do you want to start? Well, mate, let's start at, you know, when, when you talk about putting a thermogenic together, what should people be looking for and why put a thermogenic together? Yeah, okay. Well, so super popular, right? Uh, and fat loss, I think, drives most of the health and fitness community and, and general life. Yep. I mean, a lot of people are looking to, you know, find strategies to increase their metabolic rate. They're looking for improved performance. They're looking for better mental acuity there's there's a you know there's a lot of pieces there that can come together in one product so the shred which is you know a three-in-one thermogenic nootropic performance-based product and I, I always call it this delivery vector to, that provide promotes fat loss and you know amplifies thermogenesis supports cognitive function and mental alertness which is huge because a lot of people aren't well I think there's two types of people in in the training world some that love their stims yeah. and and those that think that they shouldn't have their stims because someone told them that they shouldn't shouldn't <laughs> Uh, and so they're looking for more of a perhaps a, a, a nootropic product that can help them. And everyone talks about avoiding the crash. I've never had a crash after a pre-workout in my life, so I don't even know what they're talking about. But if you can have a product that has a, a release mechanism that gives you a benefit throughout the day, so for that prolonged productivity, I think you know we're in a really good place. And the shred, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I live on the stuff, and they're the three components. I think if you're talking about a, a product in this genre, then then they're the three keys. I think to when you're going to put a product together, yep. where do you start? Well, we think we think about the mental acuity, focus, the metabolism. We think about the thermogenesis, the energy production, and then we think about the performance. And that whether it's a, a hit session, whether it's a you know your list type stuff or whatever it is, strength workout, whatever it might be, people are looking for something to help them get through their workouts. Yeah, and man, I remember probably about four or five years ago, and you may know the exact year, you came to me and said, Greg, you've got to look at nootropics. Yeah. You I, were doing a lot of work with NHL teams in- Yeah, I've been a big fan of, of nootropics and that space around nootropic ingredients uh, for a long time. And yep. I think, you know, Body Science got this product and 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 there's some in the pre as well. But, yep. you know, in terms of looking to get into that space, and it's a, com it's a complex space in that, in this part of the world, I suppose, we don't have a lot of the, some of the products that are available maybe in the US or Absolutely. in Europe, right? So yep. we're, we're 
we're limited to what we can put in some of these products. Nootropic generally, though, is any substance as a general rule for those that may not be. Some people call it a nootropic a or a, you know or a nootropic, but it's a it's a nootropic. It's N O O T R O P I C. So it's just a substance that enhances cognition, cognition, I should say, and plays a role ideally in memory and short, probably more short term memory, but and then facilitates learning. So that's kind of some of the. Uh, I guess that's what we're talking about when we're talking about these products. So in 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 real terms, that's focused during your workouts, prolonged ability to concentrate during your workouts, stay on task, you know, that mind muscle interaction, whatever it is you want to call call it, that enable you to get through the workout at a high level with or without the stims. Yep. And I think and that we talk about executive functions and memory and and motivation and all these types of things. So that that's where we're, that's the space we're in. And there's a huge. I mean, there's, a, there's there's no downside, right? It's all it's all an upside. Yeah. What is the downside? Yeah. Well, there, I don't, there isn't one. Yeah. You know, in terms of the product, safe, effective. We talk about therapeutic doses, and I'm sure we'll get through that in this podcast. And that's the thing I've always been a massive fan of body science, not to pump up too many tires, but it's open labeling. There's no proprietary blends. It's my pet hate in the yeah. world of supplementation. We see that in a lot of places around the world. Let's just put 45 products into a onto a label. We won't tell anyone how much of anything's in it and you know may or may not have a therapeutic dose. And that that's that's what sets companies like Body Science apart from a lot of the other players. And and that's what you've got in this product and that that's where it should be. Mate, that's I, I hated that from a kid too. Like when I used to have alphabet suit, I never knew how many K's I was going to get. No, that's it used right, to piss yeah. me off. It wasn't on the label, so. Yeah, awesome. No, mate, if you're not going to tell people what's in your product, don't make a product, I say. Each of their own, though. And because if you, it doesn't, like if you're, you know, if you're in just, uh, if you're just a person wanting to do your workout, you want to get the best results, or at the other end of the spectrum, if you're a performance-based athlete or you're prepping for a comp in the know, physique competition space, bodybuilding, things like that, you want to know how much of something's in there so that you can, you know, take that into consideration for your overall strategy. If you don't know how many, how much caffeine's in something, well, where do you even start? Yeah, right? exactly. you know, so anyway, so that's that's what I think about when you when you sit down and start to design a product. That's where you start. Mate, can we just step back and go just for the people out there and go? What is a thermogenic? Like thermogenics came into the world, fitness world, yeah. fifteen years ago. Yeah. So the, the thermogenics are anything that I took, you know, that, that have a role in increasing metabolism. Mm-hmm. They're really simply so heat production. And there's a couple of different types of ways the body can do that. And I've talked about that in other podcasts yep. with sort of the whole thermogenic. And I think the last podcast we talked about shivering and non-shivering thermogenesis. Mm-hmm. There's Absolutely a couple of did. ways yep. that have a role with even things like body fat distribution, white fat, brown fat. But we talk about a thermogenic. You're talking about a product that is in intended or there's a a scientific basis to confirm that it will increase metabolism and caloric expenditure throughout the day, ideally for a sustained period of time, to contribute to fat loss. And that's what we're talking about. So when you take a product like Ultra, and you know we talk about this all the time with hormones and drugs and and products that go into supplements, it's not, you can't look at things as one-off. You look at the interaction between products. And so you might look at something like an interaction between, you know, something as simple as uh, green coffee beans which is in the product and Alka, for example. And so that will, those products will combine very nicely to provide that thermogenic effect. Or it might be any, any of those sort and of, we the do guarana this, you know, and the green tea, for example. Those sort of things. And that's why you put them in combination, yeah. exactly. Because together they have a, a, it's like a piggyback type effect that improves the outcome of the standalone product. Absolutely. So mate, looking at, do you think nootropics 
thermogenics and performance deserve to be in the same product? I do. Before we step into deep dive into some of the ingredients and what they do. But I, I, I do. I think individually they, they bring something to the table, but then when you bring them, when you put them all together, so can they go together? The answer is yes. Yep. Should they go together? The answer I think is also yes. Because, you know, from a from a product, the interactions of the of the ingredients. So for example, caffeine interacting with so caffeine will have a performance benefit, but it'll also have a nootropic benefit. It'll also have a thermogenic effect. So you got that three in one type approach. You take Guarani, you take green tea, any of those sort of products, they will have, say, performance-based benefits, but also the thermogenic type benefits. And then with the nootropics, you know, we've got the ashwagandha and we've got the bacobone and that sort of stuff in there that in combination with caffeine will will give you a boost, will give you that nootropic boost. So yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the other thing that the nootropics will do often is have what's called an oxalytic type effect, which is a a drop in anxiety. It's probably not true to say a drop in anxiety, but will contribute to a reduction of perceived anxiety. And so that's part of the process of what's also called an adaptogen. So an adaptogen is something that adds adaptation to a stressor to bring about a, a, a positive response. So in this case, with a nootropic, it would be improved focus and improved mental clarity. They're the kinds of things that, okay, so you've got product to improve performance, thermogenic effect, and I'm going to improve your mental acuity. It's a pretty good scenario. Yeah, it's not a bad yeah, scenario, yeah. is it? Yeah. I'm going to get you to break this, the next part of these ingredients up into three sections performance because obviously everybody wants to take a product to perform let's sure. start in the basics then we'll dig into some new ingredients you might know more about these than I do Gregory mate I, I've got a very limited knowledge of anything I don't think and then we might finish up with the big bad boy thermogenesis and fat burning and tell those stories because that's a nice way to finish yep. so just kicking off a performance some of the key ingredients obviously you mentioned before were caffeine garcinia guarana green tea green coffee bean chromium the four yeah. grams of acetyl or carnitine yeah yeah just want to so, emphasize four grams there yeah, exactly right mate just talking about the, the performance side of things. Um, we've listed a few ingredients a second ago. L- let's kick off with one of the big ingredients, and I'm a massive believer in Garcinia. Not a lot. You don't see a lot of products these days anymore. I think it was made popular by Dr. Oz. That's probably why. Yeah, but right. The guy had a bit of vision, but massive fan of it myself. W- what does the science say? So yeah, your Garcinia, the, the, the long, I suppose the technical term is this Garcinia gummy gutter, which yep. is a fruit peel type of extract. It's aimed at reducing appetite, fundamentally, that will ultimately then play a role in a reduction of fat stores, and then ultimately, the I suppose, the the outcome of that is a reduction in body weight yep. and, and fat. And so... With a smart diet and training. Yeah. And so they're attributed to the... It's called a, a HCA, which is a hydroxy uh, citric acid, acid yeah. which inhibits what's called cytostyle ATP citrate lysase, which is a, a pretty... A bit of a mouthful. But in turn, what that does... What does, does that mean? Well, it's an enzyme that catalyzes the synthesis of acetyl-CoA and oxaloacetate using citrate-CoA ATP as a substrate. And then it also uses magnesium as a cofactor. So what that produces is... a an enzymatic type of reaction that leads to fatty acid uh, utilization and also cholesterol and triglycerides and it does that via this enzyme citric acid lysase that that produces a reduction in body fat ultimately so that's a big mouthful there that's massive but it can also this hca will play a role in lowering plasma lipid concentrations okay and it does that through it also inhibits this thing called a cholesterol ester transfer, uh, transfer protein which isn't a huge issue but the mechanism is that it inhibits this de novo lipogenesis. So it's a pathway that mediates fatty acid synthesis. I suppose the net effect is that it's a really effective product for fat utilization and a reduction in the regeneration of more fat, I suppose, is probably the best way to describe it. So it has a role as an appetite suppressant as well, which is probably not that well publicized. It's hypolipidemic, which means that it lowers this lipogenesis or lipogenesis, which is the generation of fat, lipid, and also higher lipid degradation rates. So it, it, it it will have a, a 
good contribution to lowering body fat. It's an antioxidant as well. So there's some sort of general health effects as well. And there's some anti-inflammatory activity that, that occurs as a result of it as well. I didn't um, know that. Yeah. So garcinol, which is one of the derivatives, has a role in uh, reducing some of the reactive oxygen species that are byproducts of metabolism. And so it will play a role in this anti-inflammatory response as well, which is anything we can take that reduces global inflammation in the body. Absolutely. It is a good thing. It's a, that's, that's a lot, actually. That's pretty technical. But uh, there's, it, so it has a bona fide role in, in why it should be in one of these products. And just for anyone out there want to know, we're putting five grams in a 10-gram serve. So we're big fans of it. That's huge. Bring it on. So, Dr. Mack, the next thing under the uh, performance part of hydroxyburn shred ultra is the green tea. Excellent. Uh, we're, we're big green tea fans at Body Science. Camellia sinensis. Yes. I like it. Very nice, Greg. <laughs> uh, so again, well you've said got, too. You've for got... a non-herbalist, that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a solid serve too, right? Which mm. is which is excellent. So one of the active ingredients in the green tea extracts are the polyphenols, yep. which come from flavonoids and catechins. So overall, I mean, there's a bunch of them. There's epicatechin, there's uh, epigallocatechin. There's a, there's a, there's about four of them that exist. But there, there's been a lot of uh, quite a lot of research around these that having a positive or a protective effect on heart disease okay uh, even some sort of some types of cancers as an because of pretty powerful antioxidant and so we'll have an effect against some, some of these free radicals so overall you know a really positive outcome so it's it's got a good justification as a popular what's called a nutraceutical as an antioxidant and so they'll protect against the the damaging effects of the reactive oxygen species and and superoxide the perioxal radicals things like that that I've talked about in other in other podcasts the other thing that green teas really useful for that probably doesn't get a lot of publicity is around its role in improving mental alertness. Wow, okay. Even some evidence around relieving some digestive issues and ultimately promoting weight loss through its you know, performance-based effects. So you know, some of the tea catchings, uh, especially the, it's the EGCG, which is, uh, appears to have anti-obesity and even anti-diabetic type effects. So really good story around the role of the, the green tea in, in a product like, a, like the Ultra. Okay, nice. Like just tapping onto the next performance aspect of hydroxyburn shred ultra, I want to tap into guarana. I mean, we could just drop caffeine in. Where obviously we get green tea's got a caffeine in it as well. Mm. We play with some guarana. What are your thoughts on guarana? What does the science say? Let's. Oh, it's more importantly, what does the science say? Well, guarana um, actually contains uh, about four times the amount of caffeine than coffee in itself. You know, it's going to provide a, a great stimulatory type of property to the product as well. What is it again? It's a Pulina uh, Cupana or something is the technical name of Garana. Oh, um, yeah. I'm going to... It's P-A-U-L-L-I-N-I-A-C-U-P-A-N-A. a really... P-A-U-L-L-I-N-I-A-C-U-P-A-N-A. So... Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. yeah nice. So it's great source of uh, theobromine. I've talked What's about that? that. Theobromine's great for the appetite type uh, side of things as well. They're also... It's also a stimulant. Yep. Um, but uh, three, uh, theobromine plays a role in increasing nitric oxide synthesis within okay. the body. So that'll help with your pump, right? Especially if you're using the Ultra as a pre-workout. So there's a use for this product in general day-to-day use, but you can also use it as a, as a pre get if you want pump to. On. Yeah, get your pump on. Yeah. I think a lot of people do use it as a pre just between you and me. Yeah, yeah. So, I know I do. Yeah, so the caffeine within Garana, the theobromine, there's also a theophylline, which they work in slightly different ways, but their effect is the same. It's it's about improved energy or that feeling of energy, increased 
increased alertness, improved workout performance, and this greater perception of well-being. So you put all those together, and it's a pretty good scenario. Also, fat oxidation. There's there's research. So we're not. I'm just rolling through things here. But yeah, you're there, talking there, science. There, there's yep. there's a bunch of research that we can attach to the bottom of this. Yep, done. Substantiates. Everything we're talking about today. Yep. So this is not, you know, we're not plucking these things out of nowhere. These, well, these you're are, not known for that. So well, well no, yeah. it's not our, not how we do things. In terms of the increased factors of oxidation, there's really high correlations with uh, the methylxanthine content, and which is so caffeine's a methylxanthine, yep. right? So the methylxanthines um, reduce physical fatigue. We know that time to exhaustion, things like that, and they also play a role in, in preventing or not about preventing, but delaying the onset of drowsiness. Yeah, nice. uh, so they keep us alert, yep. and and I can sort of dig into that a little bit more when we get to caffeine, but. But yeah, man. So there's a there's a bunch of stuff there associated with that. There's actually a bunch more ingredients, so we might jog on a little bit quickly. Sure. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. We'll fly through. All people here, mate. Fly through them. Yep. Uh, let's have a chat about green coffee bean. That's yep. a new ingredient we put in. That was based on you having a little chat to me. It was a while ago about Can't working remember. well with carnitine. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. great, great interactions with carnitine. Mm. Also, lots of research around it uh, for heart health and also as a fat loss product. We think that it might be through this. It's pretty complicated. You know, one of the things when when we're talking about all these ingredients or whatever it might be there's always a mechanistic side of things. So for example, green coffee bean will work through, it's called a PPARA agonist, which is a peroxome uh, proliferator activated receptor. And so what that, it's associated with metabolic type of adaptations. So it'll increase body heat. That's the, that's the take home. And so that will then also have an antioxidant type effect as well. So a lot of these products are synergistic in that they're working together to provide that performance benefit, but also that antioxidant effect. So reduced insulin, reduced glucose spikes, all that sort of stuff following a meal. It's Pretty, pretty good in terms of its uh, role in, in contributing to fueling workouts as well. Okay, nice. Mate, the next big thing I want to dig deep on the science on is chromium. Yeah. Fan? Chromium chloride. Yeah, big fan. you like fan. the research? Yep, yep. Lots of good research around uh, its enhancement of the action of insulin. So it's really critical for glucose availability and metabolism. Plays a role in uh, utilization of carbohydrates, things like that. So directly involved in carbohydrate, fat, and, and protein metabolism, which is important. It stimulates the AMPK pathway, which is the adenosine monophosphate kind pathway. That's a key cellular energy pathway, I suppose, for monitoring ATP levels. It maintains metabolic homeostasis, which is great for activating low energy rates. So improve. You know, so uh, not, I wouldn't go so far as to say a stimulatory effect, but a reduction of drowsiness as associated with that product as well. There's also some research to support chromium sensitization of the hypothalamus. and that So the hypothalamus and thyroid, but particularly the hypothalamus, drive a lot of functions within the body. And I've talked a lot about the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis, the hypothalamus pituitary gonadal axis, There's they, they play really important central and then in downstream effects on metabolism, fat utilization, hormonal production and hormonal turnover rates. So I'm talking the big hitters here. I'm talking cortisol, I'm talking testosterones, I'm talking the progesterones, the estrogens, the estradiols, those sorts of things. So all of these things are regulated by the hypothalamus. So if we can have a product, i.e. chromium, that improves the sensitization of hypothalamus, it will then have an effect on things like insulin, things like cortisol, which hugely beneficial from an overall health and well-being perspective. The other thing that chromium is some research around certainly increased glycolysis, which yeah. is the use of glucose and production of serotonin, which is kind of an interesting one, which also we know serotonin, if we've got a facilitation of serotonin, there's a calming effect associated with that. So again, a really good overall nootropic performance, mental well-being type of presentation. A few things in there. We all just thought it was good for sugar. Well, that's all right. <laughs> It's all right for that too, right? We're still in performance on the yeah. on the formula, so I'm dragging this on a little bit. But, yeah, but the two big bad boys to come, let's talk about caffeine first, and then we're going to hit it home with some TLL carnitine. Yeah, chat. so caffeine, got to love caffeine, right? Been around for 
forever. It's a great central nervous system stimulant. It's a methylxanthine class, so it reduces physical fatigue, prevents, treats drowsiness, things like that. Really well known. Lots and lots of research around its powerful, you know, stimulant or stimulatory effect. Great for strength, great for endurance, overall exercise performance. It's also classified as a nootropic because it will promote neuron sensitivity and mental alert alertness as well. Now, it's a central nervous system stimulant. As I said, it's a methylxanthine. One of the mechanisms by which it acts is through this antagonization of adenosine receptors. And we did a whole podcast on this so people can go back. But what it does, caffeine reversibly blocks the action of adenosine on its receptor. And that what that consequently does is produce or prevent the onset of drowsiness because okay. adenosine brings on drowsiness. So by blocking that or an, an antagonistic action, antagonistic means opposite, opposite. You know, there's a great, there's a great presentation there around performance, but also the nootropic effect of it as well. Improved uh, awareness, uh, alertness and, and wakefulness as well. Yeah. So this, I suppose, concentration levels is probably a good way to describe that. And by inhibiting adenosine, it can also influence some of those neurotransmitters like dopamine, like serotonin, acetylcholine, and the whole adrenaline group of, of uh, hormones. I so The other one, and I kind of don't want to go down that track, but there's also a role around cyclic adenosine monophosphate, so CAMP, phosphatase, and that results as well in a reduction of drowsiness. So without going over the top in terms of the depth of the, the science, there's a really good piece around that. And then uh, mobilization of intracellular calcium is another side of it as well within the sarcoplasmic reticulum. So for those that know their physiology and their muscle, how muscle activations and contractions work, and we've I think we've talked about this a lot in other podcasts yeah. as well but by mobilizing intracellular calcium from the sarcoplasmic reticulum caffeine can have a role in the whole cross bridging and or muscle activation muscle shortening so that's where it plays a, a role in strength so improving your muscle endurance so endurance is just delaying the fatigue right by facilitating an availability of intracellular calcium we have more calcium available to impact on troponin and tropomyosin binding I was on, just thinking about that this yeah, morning right. on my run so what yeah. that means is that they are able to cross bridge and it's the, yeah and sorry, so you can produce sorry, force is yeah. what i'm getting at so for those that like their physiology they'll know exactly what i'm talking about uh, for those that don't they just sort of glazed over that little bit cognitive performance big piece to it as well attention vigilance uh reaction times as well so when you're doing your plyo workouts your hit sessions yeah, your caffeine will kick in and give you a hand with that it stimulates the central the sympathetic nervous system and it does that via acth which stimulates the hypothalamus via the pituitary adrenal axis it reduces fatigue increases alertness you know so that'll optimize your outputs as well it's also suggested to be a nitric oxide booster okay. and so you know we talk about this therapeutic dose 300 milligrams people that took those kind of dosages experienced uh, an increase in nitric oxide levels so that increases your blood flow to the working muscle and ultimately improve performance so you know that we could talk all day about caffeine Lipo, energy pump starting to sound it, like mate. a pre-workout yeah it sounds a it little bit like a, a pretty useful product right yeah, yeah let's get on to that mate probably one of the big things that our hydroxy burn shred ultra is known for is for the four grams of acetylcarnitine yeah. there's no need to buy another carnitine product with ours it's an expensive ingredient it's uh highly touted in anything that talks about weight loss these days obviously the levels are very different in a lot of formulas yep. we've gone four grams that's where we landed but mate, what's the science say about acetylcarnitine it's actually interesting that the acetyl component to the yep. l-carnitine so there are a few different types of l-carnitine mm. as yep. you know so the acetyl it's also called alcar so anyone who sees alcar that's what we're talking about yep. here and so without being lost in the biochemistry it has it's bound to an acetyl group now 
what that there's two forms. There's a tech, there's a L-carnitine and a, the acetyl form, which is the acetyl L-carnitine. So you'll see these in your products. They're not all the same, mm-hmm. all right. So when my suggestion would be that we're looking for the L-acetyl version of yep. the L-carnitine, that will give us well the, the acetyl L-carnitine is able to alleviate some of the effects of aging. Actually, has a really positive effect on mitochondria okay. and, and mitochondria's ability to burn fat, and that's where I suppose the the, the vast majority of research and evidence around L-carnitine as a fat loss product have come from. It's it's the interaction with the mitochondria more mm-hmm. than anything. But interestingly, L-car has uh, an increased body of evidence coming through around its ability to improve alertness. Okay. So I take it, uh, certainly as part of this product, but I, I used to take it as part of my own little blend. I took it as a nootropic, not from a body fat perspective, but from a, from its ability to improve alertness. And the improvement of mitochondrial capacity is kind of like a positive, nice thing to have nice as thing, a, yeah. you know, on the side. So the acetyl version, some might call it the neurological version of L-carnitine because it has that, that positive effect as a nootropic type of thing as well. And that's, you know, that's had a, 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 an amount of evidence that tells us that it improves mood, positive effects on cognitive function, things like attention, things like memory. And that's why you'll see it in a lot of nootropic formulations like like the shred. Within the, pretty technical, but within the mitochondria itself, the, the L-car is taken up by a carnitine, acetylcarnitine transferase. It's a CACT. It's an enzyme. And then that fuels what's called the citric acid cycle or the Krebs cycle, um, which you know, a lot of people will be familiar with in the production of ATP. And so what that'll do ultimately is improve performance for the back of that as well. Okay. We've got improvements or a, or a suppression of drowsiness that comes across as associated with it as well. So it's another really good product that has dual effects mm. in terms of the, the performance-based side of things and the nootropic side of things. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a really worthwhile product to have in there. Let's dig into the nootropic side. Obviously, you've spoken about caffeine. We're not going to yep. respew that back out. Sure. And you've quite mentioned that Alcar, Chromium, and a few other products yeah. that we've talked about are, have a positive effect on that already from the performance side. So let's dig into some of the other ingredients that are in there and, mm-hmm. and do a bit of a deep dive on the science if we can. Yeah. Mate, we'll see the, if we uh, get our pronunciations right. Yeah, well, I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm not very good at it. I'd hate to be doing like herbal exams right now because it's <laughs> terrible. But with Anya or ashwagandha, as a lot of people yeah, call it. Let's go with that. Yeah, let's go with it. Mate, what does the science say? Okay, so the science tells us, and there is science that tells us that, so it's definitely used in- It's got a lot of traditional- Yeah, yeah. in traditional yeah. medicine. Yeah. And so- So that's not something you're going to hang too long on? Not really. <laughs> it's not really my thing. But no. but definitely uh, it's been around in health, wellbeing, performance type products for some time. So it's an antioxidant. So- it plays a role that tells us that it would be uh, a re- a reducing anxiety. And then it's an adaptogen as well. So what that means is the substance will aid in the adaption to a stressor. So whether that's a physical stressor or a mental stressor, whatever it might be. So they're non, it's non-specific in that regard. The other thing though with the ashwagandha is around this neuroprotection role that, and sort of interestingly to me, is around the enhanced athletic performance. Okay. So I've always just thought of it as a nootropic type product. So, But it's also shown... Well, I guess as a nootropic and a performance-related product, ashwagandha has demonstrated some cortisol-lowering effects, even improvements on things like insomnia, depression, immunosuppression, that sort of thing. So pretty broad. There's not a ton of research, but but there's definitely research, and we can cite some of those. But definitely the anti-stress piece, and that seems to be a a lowering of corticosterone signaling as well as suppressing things like glutamate in response to stress. Also some secondary or secondary to the anti-stress property these things around a role in a serotonin levels, GABA 
signaling, things like that. So pretty broad. And I say, I would say promising is where the research is yep. in terms of where it sits, but bona fide in terms of it being playing a role in the anxiety piece. Now, where it sits in a product like this, you go, well, okay, it's going to level out my, any, so any stimulatory effect I get, say from the caffeine, the, the ashwagandha would sit in this in this space around the, the maintenance of that improvement in cognitive function, yep. the reduction in anxiety. So it's sort of a, almost a leveler that, mm-hmm. that, that gives you that longer effect. Now, I'm saying, I'm not saying ashwagandha prolongs the effects of caffeine. What I'm saying is this product can work synergistically with that to give you a more- Feel uh, good. Feel, yeah, like a feel good or a more, a less up and down type yep. effect. It gives you a more consistent type of effect to the yep. product. So it's not a huge spike and then a drop, Yeah. right? It's, it's okay, the product kicks in and then it's maintained. It's probably a better way to describe it. Research around impact on low density lipoproteins. Okay. Um, so your LDLs traditionally, certainly something we want to be aware of in terms of cholesterol profiles. The other one is around cardiorespiratory performance. So whilst I said it's, it's generally considered just nootropic, but there's there's some interesting research. I found a paper around uh, role with uh, VO2 max. So yeah, there, there's there's some interesting broader effects of ashwagandha that I think I would say watch this space. Yeah, okay. I'd say you know in terms of where it's at right now, yep, bona fide nootropic, but where it sits in a product like this, I think. You know, it's probably got a lot more benefits than we even know about right yeah, now. Exactly. So, bring on the research. Yeah, I, say. I think so, definitely. And it's hard. You know, it takes time for that research to evolve. Research in humans is tough yeah, with, is. with products. You yeah. know, and uh, for those people out there wondering how much we've got in the product, we've put a gram in. So that's a lot of capsules for anyone out there trying to work out what that is. Mate, the next ingredient under this nootropic banner that I love is Brahmi. Now, I haven't seen it in any sports products yet. It was something that we went a little bit left field on. Mm. Spoke to a lot of your naturopath mates. Yeah, I love. That you, yeah, 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 that you're all about. And then uh, you were good enough to go dig deep on the research for us and tell us what the research said. Yep. So, mate, let's just talk about the research of Brahmi. Yeah, so definitely it's sat in the world of herbs and, and that sort of area for a really long time around traditional medicine. It's been used in that space for longevity and for cognitive enhancement for yep. quite some time. But, yeah, there's some research around improvement of cognition, reduction of anxiety, improved memory, memory form, the formation of memory. What it does, it interacts with dopamine and, and the serotonin-type systems, but its main action is around enhancement of the rate at which the nervous system can communicate by increasing the growth of nerve endings. So that, that's that's where you know, this facilitation of neural adaptation is a really strong piece. It's an antioxidant. I mean, that's been known for, for a long time. But this this increase in memory function, it, it does that via an enzyme called tryptophan hydroxylase, which is a, a TPH2. And what that enzyme does is increase the expression of the serotonin transporter, which is a CERT. And so that therefore, it will it'll also do things things like inhibit acetylcholine esterase enzymes. What does that mean? Well, that means... Glad you asked. Yeah, so what that means is that it's it's a potentially a first-line nootropic for even things like neurodegenerative diseases. So I'm not saying that it's a cure-all for Alzheimer's or anything yep. like that, but like a lot of these products, the research is just sort of infant in its stages like there's it's interesting and it takes time to roll this research out but but you know i I had a look at this when when we when i knew we were going to talk about it and i I found a paper on that around the whole role of acetylcholine esterases and even things like alzheimer's so you know i i I very optimistically look at this space and say well it's interesting to see where this is heading because there's a whole range of those benefits with the nootropics that are that are it's a brave new world mate like you know trying to work out the other thing with with the brahmi is around the perception of stress which is a 
an interesting scenario as an adaptogen, how you perceive a stress. So we talk a lot about hormonal adaptations to stress and cortisol spikes and all that sort of stuff. And everyone mm. is pretty familiar with that space. But the Brahmis seems to have a really positive impact on how we're perceiving the, the acute or a new, or almost a, not a protective effect, but a, a beneficial effect associated with how we perceive acute stress and then how we manage chronic stress. And that that's really interesting yeah. um, from, a, from a product perspective. Like if you're going to take this, you know, and, and you want it to get you through your day. Well, that's what we're talking about, right? Mm. You take it in the morning or, you know. Which most people are. Which most people yeah. do. You know, they go to work, stuff happens, life, you know, every day, right? So if it, if it can have a positive effect on how we get through our day, well, Absolutely. you're in a good place. Mate, I first came over at, uh, would have been back when you were first, you were talking about nootropics before, yeah. and I had to go look the word up when, yep. when we had our first chat years ago when you're doing that stuff with the US teams. Yep. And I started reading, not mm. front page Google, but getting mm. deep into Google. And yeah, I, yeah. I came across the Brahmi and Ginkgo mm. combo. And I remember that one of Cherie's friends had her her mother, the husband was pretty much just in a chair, right. didn't speak a lot, had a few head knocks as yeah, playing right. football and stuff as a younger guy yeah. and didn't have a lot of conversation, just sat around the table and filled a chair. I said to her one day, you should try those two things on him, just give it a go. This is back when you were talking about nootropics mm. years and years ago. Yeah. Well, he actually started having conversations and wanting to do stuff and she took him back off it so he could just chair again. Like it was, <laughs> it was at that level yeah. Yeah, that well. he, he just... Yeah, and so Brahmi is used in a lot of head yep. knock style yeah. programs. So yeah. not saying it's in there for that, but I, that's where I first heard about the Brahmi. And I'm, obviously mm. you said a bit of the science goes down that line. Yeah. And, and I, we'll I, stick that science underneath this so people can go and read yeah, it as well. And I think, as I said, with the whole head injury scenario right yeah. now, you know, it's, it's not new. It's been on the agenda it's for probably ever. a decade. But, you know, we're still figuring a lot of that out. Mm. Because, again, I've said this in this podcast previously, it's the mechanisms by which these products have an impact because irrespective of whatever it is right whether it's you know your diet or whether it's a supplement or whether it's how you train when you cut to the chase the body works the currency of the mechanism of of how the body works is is fundamentally around hormonal adaptation and around some of the physiological adaptations stressors whether that's a a negative stress or a positive stress so i i think of myself as a mechanistic type person because when someone says to me it has an impact or it has a positive effect on memory i want to know how why like, yep. what's the mechanism by which is it a is a serotonin sort of induced pathway? Is it a dopamine thing? Is it a neurotransmitter based, or is it is it a um, some other sort of pro-inflammatory mediated type of response? Because you can measure it. That's where the difficulty with human research, and we talk about this all the time. People ask me this all the time. You know, studies with rats and things like that. Well, the, the beauty of working with rats is that they're effectively clones, right? And you can you can apply an identical dose to almost a clone as many times as you want. And so the the variability that comes with that is minimal. Now, I know rat physiology isn't human physiology, but that's impossible to do in humans because the variability in humans is is enormous. There's only one of everybody, right? So that's where a lot of the that's why it's so difficult. And and then there's ethics. I mean you can't just, you know, give people whatever you want. And the world of performance and sports science is still trying to figure it out. You know, there's a lot of things that I think is still kind of in the gimmick phase and I've talked to you a lot about you know genetic research and you know genetic profiles and gene expression sort of profiles mate it's so variable it's it's very difficult that's why I always say to you when someone says to me 
Tell me what's the best program to lose weight or what's the best supplement to lose weight? What's the best nutrition strategy? Should I be keto? Should I be vegan? Should I be somewhere in between? The answer is I can't tell you because what works for you won't work for me. Absolutely. And someone else, you know. And we've seen that with research with people that wear, you know, the the glucose monitors for 24 hours, right? And they've monitored, you know, how they've given them high GI diets, low GI diets, high fiber diets, high fat diets. And people, some people will get a high insulin response to high fat diets. So if they go on keto, they're going to get fat as anything, right? It's not going to work for them. Whereas other people, we're way off track. But with other people, they might have a really, they mightn't have a really high insulin response to a high GI. They can eat white bread all day, you know? So it's, it's just really interesting. And that's where we present the information that's available right now. Yep, exactly. And, and that's, that's part of this process. Love it. Another ingredient that we've uh, dropped in under the nootropic banner is uh, inositol. So yep. sometimes called vitamin B8 for people looking for it. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's an effective and antioxidant as well. So it promotes a healthy mood, focus, energy levels, things like that, sense of well-being. Yeah, you don't see it that much no. uh, uh, anymore, but benefits include healthy brain function and it does that through serotonin levels. Most people are pretty familiar with serotonin dopamine, those kind of neurotransmitters, they yeah. know that they have a calming, or serotonin has a calming type effect. Most of it comes from your gut. You know when they say, here's a completely side issue, but they talk about follow your gut, like your gut's the second brain. So your serotonin, a lot of it comes from your gut. Anyway, I just thought I'd I'm a fan of that, just quietly. Yeah, yeah. follow your gut instinct. So, they're, try so get, I guess- Try and get rid of your gut. What I'm, yeah, get rid of your gut, reduce your well. gut size. <laughs> yeah, been working on that for a while. <laughs> it can promote a, a healthy immune system, digestive function, all that sort of stuff. One of the things, it's also beneficial from a performance perspective, I suppose, and a well-being is this sensitivity to insulin. Okay. Why does that matter? Well, insulin resistance is a huge issue. And we in, did a massive podcast on that. So, yes. Yeah. So, you know, if we we can have an effect on that. The other thing for B8, the vitamin B8 is PCOS. So, you know, the polycystic ovary problems are really, really common in female population. We know that, that it's associated, and I'm not saying this is the only cause, but it's associated with glucose metabolism. So elevated fasting blood glucose, yep. for example, and reduction in glucose sensitivity and also androgen metabolism. So excess circulating testosterone is associated with that as well. So all of these things that ultimately play a role in health and well-being. But the other issue or the other downstream effect of that is problems losing fat. You know, and that's why it's part of the piece of why that you know, some populate some of the some ladies struggle to lose weight. Yeah, so the vitamin B eight, which I'll say instead of trying to pronounce the inositol, because I can never pronounce it. Um, inositol or inositol? Inositol. Yeah, you said Myo it better than inositol? I did. That's what I said. You yeah. you pronounce it better than I do. I can spell them, I just can't pronounce them. <laughs> Mate, the last ingredient I want to have a deep dive on is vitamin B three. The new formula coming out very soon. We've reduced the amount of B three because we had a few people that were suffering mm. from a nice flush. Had, you, you'd had uh, had hundred milligrams if you took two scoops. So okay. and they the, the research does say around seventy. You can see. But we did have look. We don't want people having that. No, and it's some people get terrible flushes. You want it in there though, because it's it's a good product mm. for things like normal normalizing blood lipid levels, so you can get your, your lower your um, HDLs, which great outcome facilitates energy production, hormone synthesis. There's a lot of really positive reasons why it, it belongs in this product, and even things like some evidence for well, so it's got an antioxidant type effect as well. So you know, overall, you know, extended growth, cognition, longevity, increased cellular function, you know, there's some really positive effects associated with that. Yeah, well, so we've dropped it back from 50 per half serve to 20. Yeah, right. So all those people yeah. out there that tried it and got a little flush, come and give it another go. Yeah, so that, that's still, a, you know, that's still a, an appropriate dose yeah. to get it to get a therapeutic effect. Yes, yeah, so I asked a few smart people about that. So Dr. Mack, I really appreciate you coming in to chat about the deep dive on the science. I know it's... Um, it's always a pleasure, mate. It's awesome. 
it's uh, not an area that you often get asked to talk about herbs. But we're not talking about the herbs, we're talking about the science. We I actually wanted... really like my supplements. Yeah, I know I just, you do. I just stay in my lane most of the time. Yeah, I know. You've actually come to me with some unbelievably good ideas. If only the industry would pay for it. If only. <laughs> Mate, so we talk about shred, combination of a nootropic, a thermogenic. Uh, it's got a performance aspect that you've talked about. I've just got a lot of other things in there too, you know, with your mood status and your, you talked about antioxidants a lot through that yeah. theory as well. What I really want to wrap up now is when we first started formulating shred and why did we, we were looking for a, a unique three-in-one thermogenic nootropic yeah. performance and the word you used at the time i don't even remember this was delivery vector what did that mean well it's <laughs> it's it's all encom- encompassed in one product yeah. right so that's the delivery vector oh well okay i can cross yeah. it off my list of things i need to learn yeah that's good let's just to tap this out and it's um i know it's not your area to prescribe but if you were to use this product yourself how would you use it well it's two ways you can use it right mm-hmm. and i think i touched on earlier in this podcast around as a pre-workout absolutely right in terms of the we've already talked about the performance side of it we talked mm-hmm. about nootropic side of it we talked about the thermogenic side of it two ways i would take you it. even dropped a pump and a yeah you know, a nitric so, oxide yeah we've got well. all that there yeah. right so there's so you could absolutely use it as a as a pre-workout and you can do that with a you know with the appropriate serve whatever 10 two gram scoops. serve two scoops yep. before your workout no problems whatsoever i, I probably I, I take shred as a thermogenic yep. right so i'll take it first thing in the morning and then i'll take it later in the day so i'll take probably only one scoop yep. in the morning and then i'll i'll do that i've actually could you talk about digestion as another thing yeah, as well so, so a, that, mid, a, that mid-morning mid exactly yeah. right so then i'll take it again sort of late morning early afternoon before lunch before lunch yeah. yep and then i'll but then i'll still smash my pre-workout uh, later you do in the like, day. but you've done it look there's a really good caffeine podcast guys get yeah. on have a read yep. all the bullshit is taken out in that podcast there's a lot of there's a lot of depth in that yep. caffeine podcast we did i've had a lot of people write to me going wow i had no idea because yeah, there's so good. much misconception out there yeah so what we're trying to do is give people I mean, not everybody wants the high-end science, no, exactly, but yeah. there are some people who find it pretty interesting and, you know, I think it, it's there, so let's talk about it. Yeah, you exactly. Know? So we, we've covered a fair bit of territory in some of those podcasts. Caffeine, you know, the fat stuff, the testosterone stuff. Uh, Your cortisol one was good Cortisol, we've talked should, about that. Yeah. Yep, people can go back and the series is good, man. Mm. I mean, there's some good stuff in there. There is. Not just mine, but no. <laughs> there's some good stuff in there. No, exactly. Mine's probably... Oh, yeah, we, we'll, we'll give you <laughs> my top five or your five, yeah. <laughs> Hey, and just finishing up, let's just talk about a few scenarios. So if I've got a 25-year-old office working female, how would she use shred? She'd be using it as a thermogenic. So yep. she'd be taking the scoop in, in the morning. She'd be taking it, you know, around the lunchtime yep. period as well. For all the reasons we've gone through, the so the alertness, the mental acuity, yep. the, the but also any anxiety type yep. of scenario. So this sustained release throughout the day or with the, with the two serves throughout yep. the day, you get a sustained output of benefits we're getting a thermogenic effect so there's there's an increased ultimately as we said caloric expenditure and heat and things like that so i mean it's hard to find a downside right so yeah that, you was, know. that was i mean i think you summed that up mate let's can i just throw a couple of other scenarios on there I'm most tra- people are going to take the same way right like, yeah i, I yeah. think we're gonna have a lot of same way yeah, yeah. And how about a tradie trade same way i, I think you know trades want to get up they want to get going i see them all on the m1 first thing in the morning mm. flying down the m1 so yeah. you know I, I find it hard to find a better get up and go so most people have a coffee well there's your coffee yeah, exactly. You know, plus uh, then some. You know, I don't actually drink much coffee anymore. I, I'm drinking my shred and my pre's and, you know, some people want to argue the toss around coffee on its own or caffeine on its own. People think coffee's caffeine on its mm. own, by the way, and we've talked about caffeine's we in have. coffee. So I, I think, well, this tastes better. And I actually don't get, you know, we've talked about, when you know, we talked about caffeine, we talked about the effect that it can have, don't drink it with prunes. Remember yes, that conversation? Yes, I remember that conversation. So, and I don't know, if, if anyone has a lot of black coffees, they'll probably know what I'm talking about here. So I don't get any of those effects 
with a shred. Yeah. I don't know about you, but if I smash a lot of coffee, yeah. I do. Game on. Yeah. So You don't want to be too far away from where you need to be. No, that's right. I wouldn't necessarily have prune juice with this either, <laughs> but there's a, there's an effect on how many times yeah. you're going to go to the toilet. Mate, one of the things, I, the way I take it, and I mean, I'm no elite athlete and who cares? It gives really good shit how I take it, but what works for me, and you're talking about what works for you, first thing in the morning, because yep. obviously I can't get to a coffee shop. If I'm going to have a coffee, I'm having a nice coffee made by a barista. Sure. So yep. smashing that, having a train, I'll have a coffee at the right time. But I'm also, I train at six o'clock every night. So getting in 20 minutes before that. And I have no problem going to sleep. I feel good. Well, I put my sleep up today. It was 8.23 hours. Wow. <laughs> heaps of REM, heaps of deep, heaps of light. I was pretty happy with yeah, how that's, that's gone. But good. I've got my sup stack down pat. But mm. for me, that's how I take the product. Any, I mean, caffeine's got, a, you, you talk about caffeine having a shelf life for five hours. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to affect some people. Yeah. And some people will be hypersensitive and yeah. other people not so much. You do get a tolerance to it. And we talked yeah. about that. I would so, definitely have a tolerance yeah, to caffeine. Yeah, you yeah, you would definitely. And, my, and But people get a tolerance pretty quick. And for anyone who's in that space that, you know, you get the people say, oh, I have, you know, one coffee and my heart goes up and I've got palpitations and, you know, I, I can't concentrate all day. Well, that's why there's the other products in this, in the Ultra that are intended to help manage that sensitivity. So... Does that mean you might start with half a scoop? Sure, whatever it might be. But I think first thing in the morning, I mean, I'm the same, right? That's that's a great time to start with it. And then depending on what you're going to do in your day, because I'm the same, I train at six o'clock at night as well. And so I, I, I actually take the body science pre before that because yeah. I like to mix them up. And my good friends at Body Science support me with that. Yeah, I, I think first thing in the morning, around the lunchtime, brilliant. And then if you need it as a pre-workout, if you train at six, seven o'clock at night, I've never had a problem sleeping. No. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit of a, I've got a high level of tolerance, but, you know, people can build that up. Exactly. Well, mate, that's a hydroxyburn shred ultra deep dive. I appreciate awesome. you are digging deeper in science. No, good. Happy to do it. We often get a lot of uh, hate mail about there's no science behind anything we do. And, you know, fair enough. It's Yeah, well, that's unfortunate, man, because there's not many, pro- well, I don't know too many companies, companies that have more science. So how much science do you need? Yeah, exactly. Really. And we can only present information, right? You know, people, uh, we talk, we actually talked about levels of scientific evidence in, in a, podcast way back and I you know I can't remember which one it was but you know someone's opinion isn't science I always say okay like there's probably 60 papers that we've covered today across all of this and they'll be on the website and I can give yeah. you all of them right because yeah. we've got them I've already we've got a list of them already yeah. I can't even remember actually it's probably somewhere I, I on, do happen on, to have that list bottom of your list yeah yes. so I don't know how many were there right um, 65 yeah right so there's 65 papers that will be referenced at the end of this podcast I mean how many more you want so all the haters DM at the Dr. Mac <laughs> Yeah, do not. Don't DM us. We don't care. We've done everything we can. <laughs> I'm yeah. joking. Hey, we should so- social media account going. Yeah. I haven't seen Bruce on it for a while. No, I'm not. A, like I said, man, I don't really, I don't, I don't think people care too much about what I eat. Oh, so I don't really, yeah. yeah, I'm not really doing you it. You eat a lot of science. You should talk about that. It's a full-time job, man. I'm too busy doing it mm. to tell everyone about it. Yeah, nice. That's a good way to end a podcast. Thanks, mate.